Welcome to twoquestions.tv. With me today is Phil Gerbyshack, and we're talking about LinkedIn. Twoquestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to twoquestions.tv. I'm Susan Barancinimo. Joining me today again is Phil Gerbyshack, an award-winning speaker, social selling and technology trainer, and networking superhero. He's actually the expert that I turn to for sales and sales training in my business. He's been on the show and he's my friend. Phil, welcome back to the show. Uh, I'm so glad to be here, Sue. How are you? I'm all right. I'm great now that you're on the show. Yay, me too. <laughs> so we decided to talk about LinkedIn today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know more about connecting to people and building relationships than most people that I know. And you're also wise in the ways of LinkedIn. So talk to me about some of the common mistakes that you see people doing on LinkedIn. Sure. Well, some of the common mistakes are really ones that you'd never do if you were human to human with people. You'd never right. do this. Like the first thing when you send a connection message is, hey, here's what you should buy from me. Hey, here's my product or service. Like literally, it, before they even tell me their name, hi, Phil, buy my crap. It's like, right? really? Why? I, I don't understand. You know, that's awful. So that's a big one for me. And one of the other big ones is people that don't have a good profile. Mm. People who, whose profiles, frankly, don't represent who they are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's awful because here's the thing. It's the only impression many people get with yes. the other person, right? So if I'm sending you a, a message, if I'm doing LinkedIn in such a way that I'm intentional about building my network, thinking, hmm, is this person a person to connect with or is this person just trying to sell me something? If their profile is not complete, I look at that and I say, hmm, I don't think so. And that means right. maybe no picture. It could be that they don't have anything in the summary or it just has their job title as their headline, mm -hmm. you know, sales executive or, you know, manager of people or something like that. That's really kind of vanilla or they don't, they don't even describe what the heck they do. Mm -hmm. Now mm -hmm. it's okay. If you have, you know, if you started LinkedIn yesterday, I understand. <laughs> okay. This might not be for you. This, this, you might not say, okay, well I'm trying and something is better than nothing. And that's fine. But often I get this from people who have 500 or a thousand connections. Like how did a thousand people say yes to a gray square with no information? I don't understand. It makes me think you bought your connection. So mm. that's the, the big thing. And then I'll give you just one more Sue. And that is mm. the whole I did a great job of setting up my profile. I made some connections and then I don't do anything else. Right. I just sit on it. Right. Like, like seriously, I, I had someone yesterday who asked me like, so I paid for a sales navigator, but nobody's talking to me. What's the deal? It's like, <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> no, I scratch my head. I'm like, um, okay. So you bought a gym membership, but you never went to the gym and you never lifted a weight, but you drove past right. it a couple times and you're like, Hey, how come I'm not skinny? It's like, right? really, dude? <laughs> Come on. So, I wish that worked. <laughs> wouldn't that be great? Because I'll drive past it a couple more times today. Because yeah. I'm telling you, I could stand to lose the weight, right? Me so, too. <laughs> yeah. So don't do that, right? Don't set it and forget it. I call that the Ron Popeil way of using networking. Mm -hmm. You remember Ron Popeil with the Showtime Rotisserie Grill? Oh, yeah. Uh, right? Set it, set it and forget it. it. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. 
Well, <clears throat> the other one that I, I noticed is, and, and I've seen this with some coaches, and I don't know if, if this is ubiquitous across other industries, but, but I've seen it with some coaches that they put their current business information, but they leave out their whole job history. So then I'm left to wonder, wait a minute, did you go from being like a car wash person to being a coach? Did you go from working, you know, a corporate job to being a coach? What's your background? So it's always really sketchy to me when someone has not included that background, that history. Yeah, I agree. I think that's interesting. And that definitely kind of sketches me out too. I'm like, huh, mm -hmm. what is this? Now, I'll tell you though, in corporate, uh, if, you have, if you're a corporate person, mm -hmm. and I don't know if yet we have any of those listening, but if you're a corporate oh, yeah. person and you're like, huh, should I not list my past thing? Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, every time you add a new position, it makes you an alumni of that company. So right. you absolutely should add that because that gives you more connections. And with the average person staying at a job 18 to 24 months, this is opening yeah. up your network exponentially every time you add a job. So unfortunately, it's not just coaches, Sue, but it is a lot of people. And I think it, it's about it's timing, right? Like, oh, I only had time to do these three things. But just to add a little bit more, tell me a little bit more story so that I can learn to trust you a little bit more because I see yeah. you have real history. I think that's, that's the thing that people miss. And if you're a corporate manager and you're like, well, I don't want my people putting out there that they're, you know, that they're looking for work and that's why they're updating LinkedIn. They're ambassadors for your brand, whether right. or not you like it or not, it doesn't matter. So you might as well have them show up and show that, you know, they have had some history. They didn't just kind of step out of the womb and walk into a senior director position. Exactly. I actually think that's a really important point. And, and so for executives, for business owners, for people who have employees, it's really important to know that it is okay if your team members have LinkedIn profiles. You want that. It's exactly what you're saying. I want to make sure we, we drive that point home that we want that. It's an yeah. ambassadorship for your company. That's such a good point. Yeah. Employee advocacy right now is the biggest thing. Oh, yeah. Because if you don't love where you work, you tell everybody you don't love where you work. And, and if glass you don't, door. And glass door, <laughs> right? And, and if I don't see you on LinkedIn with your current position, yeah. I'm thinking, hmm, I know that this person works at this company. Why is, not, why is it not listed right. on their LinkedIn profile? Are they embarrassed to be working there? Hmm. Exactly. Now, right? And doubt doesn't sell anything. So that means it doesn't sell your company culture. It doesn't sell, you know, whatever it is your company sells. It certainly doesn't look good on leadership. And if you're a leader, right, the speed of the team is the speed of the leader. So mm -hmm. leaders need to go first, not telling you got to be hyperactive on social, but you right. should be there because if a candidate is deciding between company A and company B, company A has a social media presence with all of their executives and now and then they might write an article or share a post or do something. And company B has a behind the times old profile. I'm going to work for company A. And I can tell you, as the next generation comes into the workforce, their expectation is that they mm -hmm. have access to the executives because they need that, right? They need that mentorship, much like we did when we were starting our careers. Right. So get out there. If you're an exec, just take the time, fill out your profile, 
make sure that it's current, add a few details, and then even once a week, just share something that you've read that you think is interesting and stay relevant because otherwise you look like an old school company and most people don't want to work for those. They want to work for a cool company. So be right. cool. Update your profile. Well, and, you know, make sure that you're looking at the new talent. I mean, that's what they need to see. Exactly. Yep. So you mentioned um, Sales Navigator. You, and, and I know Sales Navigator, LinkedIn in general, is, is a really powerful sales tool. But it's obvious that there are so many people getting it wrong. So how do companies get it right using LinkedIn as lead generation and as part of their strategies to sell with social? And how do they do that without being spammy about it? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. And, I get and so I, much spam. <laughs> I know. Yuck. I hate spam too. And, and let's first define spam as not that it's not permission-based because often it's not. That's not right. even a spam anymore that we're talking about. We're talking about stuff that I don't want from yeah. people that I don't care about. Well, and people who have just sent me That's a friend really request and I'm, I'm saying, okay, I'll network with you on LinkedIn. I don't know you personally. And, and I think a lot of people have the idea that in order to connect on LinkedIn, you have to know the person. And I don't think that's true anymore. So when, when someone connects with me that I don't know, then I will accept that request if they look credible. But then the next thing that happens is they send me junk mail. Here, yeah. please, you know, sign up for my course. Yeah, bad, so, bad, bad. Bad. So how do we get it right? So how do we get it right is first, we remember that there's a person on the other end of that message. Mm -hmm. Would we do this to that person in person? If I'm standing next to Sue, would I immediately go into sales mode? No. I think the answer is no. Some would, okay. but not if, you. <laughs> if you would, then social media is not for you. If that's for you, then go back to school and get a clue because that's bad. Okay. So that's, that's first, right? So we ask ourselves that and we realize there's a human on the other end. Secondly, and this is where many companies get it wrong. They don't have any content for their people to share, or they don't think that their people have any value or any interesting ideas. So they say, no, 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 you can't post anything mm -hmm. except for company stuff. Here's the thing. I don't need more work in my life. Right, I think most people don't give a crap about work compared to how much they care about their home life. We yep. know they don't, they're disengaged. <laughs> Absolutely, and that's, so that is true. That is not to say you shouldn't share why you're excited about work, mm -hmm. but just sharing random work stuff because somebody told you it was a good idea because that it boosts employee ad advocacy is total BS. Mm -hmm. So you need to start from a place of, why am I excited to be here? What's exciting about my job? How can I share some of my energy through that? Even if you're more introverted, even mm. if you're less vocal than me, right? Which most people on the planet are, okay? <laughs> so even if you are, there's gotta be something that interests you about the job you do, or if not, find a new job, right? I, I can't say that simply enough. I mean, why do you go to work every day? If it's your family, that's totally cool. So does your company have any family values? Mm -hmm. Share that, right? Give me some of that. Give me some of why you love what you do or why you continue to work. And again, family stuff is fine. Mm -hmm. um, then the other thing is, remember, it's selling with social, not mm -hmm. on social. Right. Okay, so with. 
That means I go and I look at Sue's profile and I see, oh, look, she wrote a book. So I should buy the book and I should try to have a conversation with Sue about her book. Yes, buy the book. Yes, (laughs) absolutely you should, right? Or, I mean, really, you know, people are writing more and more, getting their thoughts out of their head and on paper. Mm -hmm. So download their ebook, try to connect with them, see where else they might've been quoted, right? Do a little Google search. So when you connect with them, and by connect, I mean pass the first connection. Right. If, if somebody says yes, use the three I's. So first it's in common. Hey, Sue, I see you know uh, 317 people in common with me. And here's one that I know the best. Mm-hmm. Let's have a chat about them. And hopefully you say, oh, yeah, I know that person too. So now we have a conversation. So in common could also be, you know, job in common, right? So oh. it could be that previously... I held a job that was just like the job you have. So now we're in common. We have connection here. Okay. okay. Or, it, or it could be what is an insight. So an insight that you have. So an insight could be, again, about that job. You could say that 78% of, if I'm pitching to a sales manager, you know, 78% of a, you know, the sales buying journey is done before they ever talk to a, to a, a human being. And I'm just making that stat up, okay? Don't, don't put that down as Phil's stat of the day, but I'm just making that up. So I might say that and ask, hey, so how are you changing your sales process to match this new thing? I might ask that question, right? So that's an insight or second insight about the person. I might look at their LinkedIn profile and I might see that, you know, they've got something that I can comment on, that I could offer some insight on. Maybe they went... Uh, to a different college than I did. Uh, I'm originally from Wisconsin. So the fact that the Bears just signed a new coach, that might be of interest, right? So something, some insight about that. And then last but not least is interesting. As I look through your whole profile, I'm going to see if you use LinkedIn even a little bit actively. I'm going to see that you followed a couple companies, maybe a couple influencers. I'm going to see maybe who wrote a recommendation for you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see some things on your profile that now I can remark on. Mm -hmm. I can have something interesting to say. And lastly, if there's no interesting that way, I'm just going to try to be interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to try to be more human. I'm going to try to make a real authentic connection with this person and do my best. And that's how we kind of get around the whole selling on social. Because I just want to earn the right to have a one-to-one conversation with you, either via Zoom, maybe it's via the phone, maybe it's an in-person coffee, maybe you're going to an event that I'm going to be at, something like that. So I just want to earn the right to be off of social. So if there is a sale to be made, I can then sell with social. Does that make sense? It does. Um, But I think the challenge that I see is that you know, we, we, you and I have talked about, you know, sort of this the idea of building relationships and connecting with people. And the thing is, the, the challenge is how, because people get this wrong a lot. How do you have those authentic, those conversations without revealing that your end is to sell? Right. So it seems like too many people are going, okay, okay. I want to make a sale. I got to make some money. So I'm going to make the relationship and I'm going to make a connection, but I ultimately have to make a sale. So, so they're so, um, 
oh, I want to serve. I want, how can I bring value to you? And those are the kinds of questions that people ask me all the time. I would love to serve you. How can I serve? And, and I'm always thinking that's not, that's not going to do it for me. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know what you do. I don't know you. And so, you know, you, you know where I'm going with this. Like yep, how do you totally do it without do. being clear? And, and, and I don't mean it in a, in a ter- in a way of like, how do you manipulate people? I mean, like, how do you grab onto that authenticity and hold it with both hands and avoid, I have to get to the sale. Yeah, That's well, what people are missing so often. Yeah. I think, I think you're totally right. And, and how you get there is hopefully you have some experience helping people like this before. Mm-hmm. How have you done that and offer that up as a suggestion? You know, I know uh, if I'm going to talk to a VP of sales, I've had other conversations with VPs of sales. Mm-hmm. I'm coaching a organization right now on how to sell. So I might come to someone just like that mm-hmm. and say, you know, here's what's helped clients like you. No obligation. Here's an insight for you. And then let it go. And if you want to talk more, let's have a conversation. And if not, here's a nugget of insight because we know it takes people eight to 12 times of hearing no to get to even be open to the possibility of a yes. Right. So you should have planned out those eight to 12 things that those nuggets that are going to be value add over and over again, just like you would plan out a voicemail script just like you'd have an email cadence. So salespeople have to almost partner with their marketing team Mm -hmm. to get information so that they can really help them. Now, But it can't be clear, like, I'm trying to sell you from the outset. Well, it, it is clear that I'm trying to sell you. That's okay. What's the challenge is I shouldn't be selling you, right? It's Mm -hmm. okay that event it's clear most of the time, the reason you, anybody makes a relationship with people that they potentially could do business with is to eventually do business with them. Let's just be right. honest. Okay. So that means you should just stay away from the whole, Hey, do you want me to show you how I helped people like you? Do you want me to No, just shut up and just serve. <laughs> like, here you go. Here's a valuable nugget. Right. right here it is and don't you know not with an email opt-in not you know just give it the heck away and work with your you know work with your marketing team or work with someone to develop something valuable that yes. you can give away i mean it could be an article it could be a video it could be an interview you've done i do i'm fortunate that i have a lot of smart people that sometimes want to talk to me like you do sue and so if i'm on a podcast and I'm going to talk to, you know, right to a VP of sales. I might share a podcast that I was on and say, how, you know, I got asked at 13 minutes and 17 seconds about this. You should mm-hmm. give this a listen. This would be helpful to you. This would be helpful to you. Instead of asking, if you don't know how you can help me, you can't help me. So instead, I hate to say it, you have to be presumptuous here mm-hmm. because that goes right for it and cuts through all the crap. 
Well, and I think it's more proactive than what are your current challenges as a coach? I get that a lot. Like, what are your current challenges in your business? And I always think, I don't have time to tell you all my challenges. Yeah, nobody does, right? Do your homework. I'm working. I don't have time to tell you. Right. Yeah. Here's what I see, right? Here's a challenge that I see for coaches. Blah, blah, blah. And here's how they helped overcome that. Oh, that's interesting. That's cool. You know, you offer one tactic, one piece of insight, and you kind of go around that. The whole solution, though, the whole solution, you can't possibly give away. I mean, it's impossible. You know, people aren't going to say, wow, well, I got 60% of the way there, and I guess 60% is better than none, so I'm just going to (laughs) stop. I want the whole solution. It's a sample at Costco, right? That's it. So give me a sample. I love, I love samples at Costco. Me too. Let's be honest. You you can go to lunch and have, you can go to Costco and have lunch. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. For just the cost of gasoline. Some days when I'm, you know, running my errands, Costco and Trader Joe are my lunch. I'm not going to lie. There it is. (laughs) There you go. I just admitted that on the show. Well, you know, this is interesting stuff. And, and I love when I have you on the show because we get to the meat of it with really clear, actionable strategies. And I appreciate that so much about you, Phil. Thank you. Sure. My pleasure. Well, okay. So we're going to have links in the show notes for today for how to find you, but would you please tell people anyway? Sure. Absolutely. Well, being that we talked about LinkedIn, yes. find me on LinkedIn, right? If you can spell Gerbishak, you can find me. It's G-E-R-B-Y-S-H-A-K. Just connect to me on LinkedIn and then let's have a conversation. Let's have a real connection. And then if I can add value to you, right? If you can see a way that I can do that, ask me. If not, I'll try to find a way because I'd love to connect, love to see where I can help you if you're listening here and saying, oh boy, how do I do that? Right. Because it's not about the technology. It's about the conversations that we have. So that's where, you know, not that I don't get the tech, but I really get the conversation. And that's where I can help structure a conversation to make a better ask. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. So viewers connect with Phil on LinkedIn. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm, you know, you, you can see my name in the information about the show. That's also hard to spell. <laughs> yes, it is. You know, there's a club of us <laughs> with interesting and challenging names. Well, Phil, thank you so much for joining me today. It's always a joy to have you on the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Sue. All right. Again, viewers, connect with Phil on LinkedIn. Find some links below in our show notes to get to his website. And we're going to put his LinkedIn profile link, if that's okay, Phil. Please in do. The show notes. Okay. All right. And, and so podcast listeners, we're doing a podcast now. Podcast listeners, look in the show notes for those as well. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.